Praise God. Good morning, Paul's family. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning to all the leaders tuning in either from your home, wherever you're tuning in from, myself, Pastor Oni, and the Paul's leadership, and the various heads that are here. And if you're tuning in also from Nation Family, welcome to you also across all the nation, all the families, elite family, elite prosperity family, inspire family, COD family, or wealth nation, the connect family. Just wanted to spend some time this morning in the word as we have kicked off our year with an awesome word explosion. Seven days of word. Pastor Sam, Pastor Oni, myself, Pastor Onyeka Obi, Pastor Nikki, Pastor Toby. And we've heard God's direction for us, God's intention for us going forward. I just think we're still in a word season, word mood. I don't, and I don't want to break out of that. I just need us to remain in that because we need to gather as much energy as possible oh wow that's jack and john lee tuned in good morning good morning jack john lee those are the pulse academy footballers tuning in with pastor laddie so good morning to everybody i see pastor karen actually good morning to you good morning pastor jade good morning pastor remy good morning pastor dami Senior Pastor, Pastor Dami, good morning from the Powerbase family. I'll just take some time to do the greetings then. Good morning to the Love House. I, I suppose there are still some people in the houses. Not the whole of the Paul's family is here this morning, but the leaders are here representing. Good morning, Pastor Faith. It's a pleasure to have you tuned in this morning, Pastor Faith. Good morning, Minister Dorcas. Good morning. And good morning to everybody else that's tuned in this morning. Everyone else, wherever you are. It's been awesome. So, where do I start from? It's, it's difficult to find where to start from. But um, I, I think we should remain on what we've been speaking about with partnership. And we've had an awesome, uh, the word charge from Pastor Dr. Emma was so excellent. Her testimony, obviously ringing bells, letting us know how the word changes lives. Who would have known that the photographer become a family head? And the sacrifices that she's put down for not just nation, but for Pulse as well, they ring true also. Pastor Kevin knows those things. They're putting down risk for us to have King's class at the time. And we had all those cars, the Range Rovers and the Viano and all these kind of things. And those are the things that convinced them, PK and Stephen, to take us seriously, isn't it? There's someone like that's putting down a lot of risks. So you can't just become family head. I think there's a lot of, there's a story that builds up to that. But um, you talk of family head, Pastor Alex. I spoke to him first in Fico's world. Fico's world. Uh, Pastor Shadi and Pastor Ebo's program, they invited me and I, when I first spoke there, Alex was 19. Were you 18 or 19? 
19 years old, followed me since then. We've been in the nation family, and there's much he's done when it comes to seed, risk, sowing, raising people. So to be family head of Hope Dealers is not a surprise, but it's an honor, isn't it? Family head is an honor. That's what it is. It's, it's an honor to be a family head. You take it seriously because of what the nation stands for and what the nation is. So the way you carry yourself as family head, it must be with all knowing of what the nation stands for. That's how you carry out your duty. You can't carry out the duty without understanding. If not, the duty will be unaccomplished. So even if you're a soldier, you must understand what, is, what it means to be a soldier in Connect Family. Or what it means to be a soldier in Paul's family. Or Elite Prosperity Family. Whichever family, you must understand the dynamic of your family. You understand the dynamic of your family. You can carry out your work easier and better because you understand. Yes, it is still the word, but there is a dynamic. There is a way each family expresses itself. And, and that's what leads us to co-partnership. That's what leads us to partnership. When you understand, sorry, when you understand the work you're supposed to do, you understand, you understand things, you know. I first came into the nation and there's this program going on uh, called Heaven and Earth. Heaven on Earth, sorry. If you, have you, ever, you guys have all been to Heaven on Earth, right? We've had many Heaven on Earth. Is there anyone here that's never been to Heaven on Earth? Okay, no, everyone here has been to Heaven on Earth. So that's a problem. There needs to be new souls. So there should have been at least one or two people raising up their hand like, I've never experienced Heaven on Earth. Covenant, have you been to Heaven on Earth though? So why didn't you raise up your hand, man? Just put you so that no one else rose their hand. So he said, I'm not going to be the odd one out. So this program's going on, and there's so much power in this program. And PT is preaching the word. If you, of course, you've all been to Heaven on Earth program, and because it's mad, it's mad word. I think there are iconic times in my life that always happen during Heaven on Earth. It's a very weird um, program. The word is so strong, and, and there's so much results from the word. Shantae, why are you laughing though? One who also hasn't been to heaven on earth and you didn't raise your hand. How? But one who you've been here for like five years, no? A year. Oh, I was, gonna, I was worried. I said, but I swear I've been hearing this name one for a time. <laughs> Three years, okay. No, you, that means you've just not been turning up because we've been having heaven on earth. <laughs> You've exposed yourself now. You were not a serious national since last week. It's last week you took nation serious. I'm playing. But the word is moving so powerfully. Jerusha and Jadid have never been to heaven on earth. I know there's people who've not been. I know Hannah, you've not been. Ah. I just tried to get a reaction from you. Hannah doesn't react to nothing, like stone. Worship is going on and she's just standing looking. Have you ever seen Hannah during service? She's like a stone. Praise. Listen, I'm convinced that if Jesus himself came down wearing Abada to do praise, Hannah would not move like, mm, yeah, I've seen it before. <laughs> 
I don't understand. I've been trying to, so every time I see Hannah, I'm always trying to poke a reaction. So I say mad stuff. Yeah, you know I can say mad stuff. I just tell her mad stuff. And she's just, hmm. I'm thinking, wow, this, this person is cold, man. But you've not been to heaven on earth. Have you? Daniel, have you been? You think so. From when you think, you know you've not been there. You can't deny that program. It's, the word is always insane. It's mad. And the atmosphere of the word, you can feel it. So this is like the Lancaster House version. You know it's going to be a little bit rough. It's Lancaster House version. And the demonstration of word, word, serious word going on. And, and I saw the man of God preaching. And I said to myself, I need to sound like this guy. So for me, the whole word explosion was just, I need to sound like this guy. So I've just gone home to pray and said, Lord, just let me, I want to sound like this guy. I want to be like this guy, though. The way he spoke was so mad. I want to be like this guy. And I think I had an encounter from there that changed many things for me. But to become a co-partner is not just receiving the word and then preaching the word. It says starts. But I think co-partnership starts when you start learning how to imitate. When you start to learn how to imitate the word, meaning everything the word does, you can reflect what the word is saying. I think that's more like partnership. Because I was looking at definition of partnership and co-worker. I think you can help me, Pastor Sandra, on the definitions. Go on co-worker one that works with another a cooperator so you work with someone right one that works with an with another and what's the definition of partner one who partakes or shares with another a partaker an associate so one who partakes or shares with another. So sometimes when you see partner, it means that it's one of two. So when someone is saying, I have a partner, it means that they're not complete until you meet the other person. And that's quite interesting. So when you start breaking down the meaning of certain words, you can get a better idea of what the word is trying to say about you. So a partner means that without the other person, there is no completion until you meet both of them or three of them, however the partnership works anyway. So when we're talking about co-partners, because I, I said what I said to say that we came into partnership with the word. We came into partnership with a pastor Toby. We came into partnership how? Not just by the preaching of the word, that's why I said by the imitating of the word because it is a partnership it, you cannot look different from the other person unity or oneness is complete when both people are there so if you're a business person and you have a business partner you understand that you can't even go and take out money from the bank at certain times in some partnerships is defined like that that you have to actually call the other partner and say, this is what I'm about to do. Then the other partner can sign with you and that's how you can remove millions of pounds from the account. 
So there's certain things you're restricted to do as the one person because there's partnership. So it's very powerful when you see it that way and when the word tells you that you're coming into a state of partnership with the word. Meaning the word's saying that there's certain things it can't do unless you're available. Are you with me this morning? So if the word speaks to me in such manner, it's very important that me and the word are in the same dimension, on the same level, the same frequency. Because actually, the word sees me as a partner. Or Pastor Toby sees me as a partner. So works cannot be done unless I'm there. Unless I understand partnership is a whole new level of working. It is for a man of God, for your father to call you his partner. So if my father says, now we're partners, I'm referring to PT. He says, now we're partners. That's, that's huge. It's huge promotion. It's acknowledgement that I, I decide to be restricted to you according to your understanding of what I want to do. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you see things like that, you will understand that maturity and your concentration and knowing of the word is very, very important. It's leadership class, so I'm not going to be shouting at you. I need to speak to you so you can understand and be able to take notes, do what you have to do to implement the word. So I am a partner. Yes, you heard it throughout the word explosion. So this is me doing my best to break down the word explosion to you. I am a partner of the word. You heard it in the word explosion from Pastor Sam to myself to a PT. The relationship between God and Adam was partnership. When Pastor Toby was saying that, then the word began to speak to the dirt until the dirt had life. So the word gave life to something and entered into partnership with that person. That's man. So even if the word chose something that is lesser, it chose to partner with something that is lesser out of confidence of the word. Do you understand? So doesn't matter how you see yourself. The moment the word comes into your heart and the word says to you, this is what we should do. Understand that you have already, because the word has entered your heart, you have actually already translated yourself from just a person to now a partner of that word. So how would I be able... <laughs> Sorry, Chris made me laugh, his reaction. Did I really get you? <laughs> his reaction was like, oh my God. <laughs> So how do, I, how do I do more than the ordinary? The moment I hear a word, I can do more than the ordinary the moment I hear a word. So I'm ordinary till I hear the word. I'm just a man until I hear the word. So your obsession will then be how much of the word can I hear? Because you need to hear word for you to be able to partner with that word and do what the word is saying so Adam can behave like God because 
of his partnership with the word is not Adam behaving. If Adam behaves, he's just ground. He'll just do lower things. But if Adam is hearing word, he will do word things. So I'm, I'm just telling you that there is, there is a way. There is a way for you to go back to what you're supposed to be, which is a partner with God, meaning that your results will not be able to be separated from the results of God because you'll be behaving like a God. But the only way for you to do that is if you become deeply sunk into the word, understand the word, preach the word, to the point where you start to behave like the word. Is that clear? So let's just continue to break down this partner word and then move on. Take me to the first scripture. 2 Corinthians 8, mm. 16. Thanks be to God. Yes. Who put into the heart of Titus. Thanks be to God who... So this first scripture, thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus. Uh -huh. The same concern I have for you. The same concern I have for you. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal. Uh-huh. But he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. So Titus is one of the sons of Paul. Paul had two, two sons that is more prominently spoken about, Titus and Timothy. And this specific church, they were known for their giving. They didn't have much, but they gave much. So if you want to know about this church, read 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and you will see how this church was commended. Why? Because Paul said that you didn't just give, but you gave beyond our expectation and your means. They gave to the point where Paul could not leave them without a gift. They gave so much that Paul could not ignore them. He had to give them a gift. So go down to verse 21. Start, go to 21. For we are taking pains to do what is right. Mm -hmm. Not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. Yeah. In addition, we are sending with them our brother. So, so Paul was so consumed by their giving that he said, I have to send someone to you because of their giving. Like because of how much they poured out for the work, he had to give them something. He said, I'm going to send someone to you. Go on our brother mm -hmm. who has often proved to us in many ways that he is zealous yeah and now even more so because of his great confidence in you so now the person i'm sending to you he's a zealous person zealous person he's he's very 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 much on it that's the way i can describe it he's an on it guy like whatever he wants to do he's really going to go do it so paul doesn't send this person anyhow but like I said, because of their giving, because of the risk that these guys took, Paul goes, I have to send this person to you. And guess what? This person has so much confidence in you guys because of your giving, because of what you've done. His confidence in you guys is much. He can't wait to come to you. Go on. As for Titus, uh -huh. he is my partner. Then he introduces the person. He says, as for Titus, he is my partner. So think about Paul, then think about that Paul calls this person his partner. 
go on. And co-worker among you. He's my partner and co-worker among you. As for our brothers, they are representatives of the churches and honor There are some other Christ. people he's sending with Titus and he says, these ones are representatives of the churches of Christ and an honor to Christ. But he said, as for Titus, he is my partner and my co-worker among you. This is Paul speaking. So one of his sons, Titus, he elevates him to the space of a partner and a co-worker but I want us to look more at that Take, go to the next scripture because we're going to go really deep into this co-worker and partner stuff till we start to understand it a bit more and get where power lies and what we have to do so he says he's his co-worker but we want to know what co-worker doing what though because that means there's a work to do isn't it uh huh for we are co-workers in God's service. Mm -hmm. You are God's field. God's building. So then Paul says in another side, he says, we are co-workers. He's speaking not just about himself, but he's speaking about you. If you heard the word and you agree that that word is for you, meaning co-worker and partner. It's don't just come to anybody. But he says, but if you are one of these ones, we are co-workers where? In God's service. It's God's service. So God has a service company. Let's just put it like that. He, what God does is he, he offers services. He offers services. That's, that's his working. So everybody who is a partner, everybody who's a co-worker in that space of work anyway, that you're elevated to that level of work, you, this is where you work. It's something called God's service. I think you need to go to the next scripture so that we can really understand. So, because when I, when I saw this, then I start asking myself, what is God's service? Because we have night shield services now. We offer services of logistic and um, security. Uh, what else services do we offer? IT cyber security ah see services we we offer everything what other services do we offer william the guy is lost now recruitment for it construction ah imagine we've taken on beauty now through lady joe <laughs> so it's we know the services we offer but i i want to know the services god offers that he that he has to have co-workers. Do you understand? So, if he's going to have co-workers, it's in doing something. Yeah? We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker So, in remember God's I service. told you that there's two sons here, Timothy and Titus. Put it like this. When you see one of those on it guys, you know something's about to go down. So, Paul can be there, but Paul's temperament in church setting is very, very, it's fickle because he's an apostle. So he's not really going to be sitting there. But if Paul knows your, your group is on it, he's going to send a co-worker, someone who is exactly like him and can demonstrate the same works as him. Remember we said that's what co-worker is. That's what a partner is. He can demonstrate the word and its power the same way Paul can. But you don't get those guys anyhow. 
the church that called on the service of Titus they gave till it was unexplainable how they gave they gave till Paul was moved and Paul had to say I don't know how you guys gave when you're so poor you need to read that Corinthians they were they were not a rich church he actually said that you guys are I know you guys don't have so how did you give so you know that there was much happening there was they were doing stuff you had no choice but to send a co-worker there a partner and now in this scripture it goes we sent Timothy who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in God's service doing what? in spreading the gospel of Christ Uh to strengthen and encourage you in your faith yeah so that no one will be unsettled by these trials so God's service very simple and I know you may not your mind may not go there but can you believe that God's service is what? spreading the gospel The only thing that service company does is to spread the gospel. And maybe your mind can go back to now hear some words now. You're now understanding why he said, now I commission you guys to spread this gospel to the four corners of the earth. He has to tell them to do the business of the father. That's the father's business. That's his night shield. That's his WOTC. That's his lady joe is spreading of the word that's what he does and anybody who's about that can become a partner you can become a co-worker it's not in anything but spreading the word so it says in one scripture that but jesus was anointed to do what to spread the good news he was commissioned to spread the good news to spread the word and now i'm saying to myself okay so the spreading of the word is not just a small thing it's not it's nothing small it's nothing cheap so if we're gonna take ourselves seriously this morning as co-workers as partners of the word you're coming out of a word explosion hearing that what are you thinking it is this it's saying that you've got to be able to spread this gospel. Yeah, go on. Is that, yeah, go to the next scripture for me then, I guess. I thank my God every time I remember you. Mm. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. Yes. From the first day until now. Because of your partnership in the gospel. Yeah. From the first day until now. Yeah. Being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it, carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So Paul, read the verse 5 again actually. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So that one of the things you have to consider to yourself, what is my life like according to the gospel? Am I a partner of the gospel? Have I partnered with this word? If I've partnered with this word, am I spreading this word? Because if I'm spreading this word, then I can be safe to know that I'm working in God's service. 
and everything God's service wants to do, I will be able to carry it out as a co-worker. So in God's service, you don't need to be an engineer to carry out the work of an engineer. You just have to be prepared to spread the gospel. So you can wonder, how would I become the greatest architect in the world? How would I become the greatest finance person in the world? Or the greatest recruiter in the world? If I am of this gospel, it will be hinged on the spreading of the word. It's not hinged on your gathering of knowledge even though that's a part of it. It's actually hinged on the spreading of the word. It's, it's the only thing you should focus on is the spreading of that gospel. If you can focus on that as the ultimate thing, then you can do above and beyond your own expectation. Take, go to the next scripture. Did you want to read something? Yeah, go on. I thank my God for your fellowship, your sympathetic cooperation and contributions and partnership yeah. in advancing the good news. Your, your contribution and your partnership in what? Advancing the good news. Advancing the good news. So you have to understand here that the only thing that made Jesus do a madness was that he was anointed to preach the good news. After he was, he can do a madness in anything. But it's by this spreading of the gospel and we're going to get to the power of this thing so that you can understand what I'm saying more. Uh -huh. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Now, this gospel is not just shouting somewhere. This gospel is not, hey, I'm going to read my Bible and as I read my Bible, that's all. No, that's not what I'm saying. This gospel is peculiar. The gospel itself has power. Because if you're going to be a co-partner and a co-worker, you're going to need power to carry out what the word wants to do. Am I, am I correct in saying that? But he's saying that this, this gospel itself has power. This is what Paul says. He says, for when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. How does a man like Paul start to curse himself if he doesn't preach the gospel? How and where did Paul's life get to where he's actually underlined to say it woe to me. Woe is like a high level of curse. He says woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Go on, why? Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. Uh -huh. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. So you, you see the gospel has power and the power of the gospel means that you must preach it voluntarily. You must 
give yourself over to the word to use you as a vessel to spread the word. If you don't do it voluntarily, if you accept a reason to do it, there will be no power left in the gospel because you'd have been paid already. He says, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me, if not voluntarily. If I don't do it voluntarily, discharge, discharge is to lose. If I don't do it voluntarily, I will lose all the power within that gospel that has been committed to me. So it's not just the preaching of the gospel, but there's a heart that has to preach the gospel. There's a way that heart has to be. Go to the next scripture. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Yeah. Because our gospel came to you, not, with, not simply with words, yeah. but also with power. So here's the gospel. This gospel did not come to us just by words. You have to understand that when you're hearing word, word is not just the only thing it's not you can hear but you may not listen so you have to be able to hear because it's not just English that's being spoken it says this gospel did not come to you just by words but also with what with power with the Holy Spirit and with, deep the, conviction. with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction you know how we lived among you for your sake. Yes. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. For you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. So this is what the word is. This is the spreading of that word. Co-partners preached the word. They spread the gospel. And as you're speaking the word, what's happening to you? is that you're losing yourself and you're becoming what you preach. That is the power of the word. The power of the word is its ability to enter into the speaker and transform the mind of the speaker or the preacher or the spreader of the good news until they become the word so the important and the power behind the word is that you must spread the gospel it is actually more important for you than it is for those who hear you so I'm not preaching this word today because of you I have to speak this word today because of me there's something about the word that I need to take over me but you see, it has no power unless it's what? Spread. Unless it's spoken, it holds no power inside your mind. Unless it's done, it holds no power inside your heart. You have to speak this word. You have to spread this word. So the spreading of the gospel is what brought Jesus closer to be a son of God. The spreading of the gospel is what brings John closer to become a man of God. It is your spreading of that gospel. Why? Have you noticed that the more you say or speak something, you just have it always in your mind? So this scripture, go to that verse 5, back to the verse 5. 
because so, our gospel came to you yes not simply with words it's not just simply words but also with power it's power but what's this power it's the holy spirit and deep conviction what what's the definition of conviction conviction is belief how do i increase in belief of something speak it you didn't hear what i'm saying how do i increase in belief of something have you ever heard of perpetual liars these guys will say something that's a lie but believe me they're thinking the more i say this is true that's how they get into a space where you can't convince them anymore that they were lying. So what the word asks for a partner is not just, oh, I'm a partner because I'm sowing. No, you can't even become a partner because you sow. You become a partner when you've spoken the word and you, you've become the word because you're just always saying the word. If you're not spreading the gospel, then you have no power. You need to understand that your most powerful tool is that you spread the gospel. Is that you're preachers of the word. You can't decide to be a quiet person. I'm just going to stay in my house and not say nothing. I'm just going to stay in my workplace and not say nothing. As far as they see me, they will know that I'm a leader. No, you must find a time to spread this gospel its power does not work inside you its power begins to work when you speak it you're not getting what i'm saying maybe this gospel does not work if it remains in you if you hear the maddest sound cloud and it stays in your heart it means nothing if you hear the maddest word and it stays in your mind that means nothing until you've preach that word until you've spoken that word then it can act and guess what the more you speak that word the more you spread that word you don't understand when you stopped being Alex and you started to become that word that's the deep conviction because inside the word is the Holy Spirit is a spirit is an expressor of the word but he can't express unless he's let out. What do you want to read? 2 Corinthians 4, mm -hmm. 13. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. I believed, thank you. Therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith. Oh my God. We also believe and therefore speak. So I understand why some people get things wrong. If you're, if you're doing a work and it doesn't go right sometimes is that you didn't believe just because you did it doesn't mean you believe that thing will go well but there's a place of meditation in the word before you start your company or before you do anything there's a place of meditation in the word where instead of carrying out an action you'll be carrying out the word it's different that's why it's different when some people start business and when other people do business it may be different because another man is doing business out of the compelling word another man is starting business just because he's afraid and he needs finances he needs income 
What, do you want to read anything? Continue that scripture though from 13. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. So the power of this word is not just that Jesus is raised from the dead. How else, how was he raised from the dead? God himself had to preach that word. God himself, from Genesis to Revelation, has to always speak about the resurrection of Christ. Because he speaks about the resurrection of Christ. Because he speaks about the resurrection of Christ, he builds up power towards a work he's about to do. That work could not be done unless there is layers and layers of proof of the spreading of that word. So Christ knows he will rise from the state of death because it's been preached of it before. So if I'm going to be a co-worker, a partner with the word, I'm laying up and storing up words, building up cases of evidence why the word has to use me to do something. A partner is never in a rush. Because what a partner does is he builds up cases of that word in order to get the power to do that word. So you can't stop speaking wherever you are. You can't stop speaking. You can't stop spreading the gospel because the spreading of the gospel is your power to being like God in doing something and succeeding. It's your power. Go on, what do you want to read? I want to know Christ. Uh -huh. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection. Yeah, you, you, yeah, go on. And participation in his sufferings. Yes. Becoming like him in his death. I want to know Christ. So, you know what you have to do after this word explosion or from now on? He said, I, I want to know Christ. And P.T. was speaking about power. But power is all related to what you know. So you receive a word to spend time on that word to know that word. Because every word, inside every word, like I will always say with Stephen, is resurrection power. But you can only use the resurrection power if you know the word. So that's why Paul starts to say, what, what does he speak about? The knowledge of him. Hey, I've forgotten the scripture. I need to get it now. Go on, my dear. I want to know Christ. Yeah. To know the power of his resurrection. Uh-huh. And participation in his suffering. Is that Philippians 3? So start from verse 9 though. Or verse 8. What is more? I consider everything a loss. I consider everything a loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, Because my Lord. of what? The surpassing worth. There is this surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. It's worth more than everything because if you know him, you can do anything. He's the word. He's that spirit of the word. He is that spirit. So 
Paul says that is this surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Uh huh. For whose sake I have lost all he things. He said, I lost everything because I found something that's worth more than everything else. Uh huh. I considered them garbage. That I Are you understanding Christ. the scripture a bit? This is why Paul said, I considered everything else garbage. Why? Because he started to know Christ. He started to know the life-giving power word that can bring anything to life and make anything happen. So despite that I'm a businessman, I don't need to have knowledge. I just need to know Christ. Because that's what gives life to my business. That's what gives life to a marriage or a union or a house or a church. I choose to know that first because everything else is garbage until I know the life-giving power. There is a life-giving power and it's just called word. It is Christ. You choose to know him first because if you know him, then you start to speak. You start to spread what Christ says. Then whatever you're trying to do comes alive. So now you may understand Genesis more. The only thing God added in that Genesis, like PT was saying, is the word. The life-giving word. So God kneels on the floor, picks up dirt, garbage, and starts to speak the life-giving word into garbage. And garbage had life, received life, and started to act. Because remember what that second Corinthians says it says that in this gospel is the Holy Spirit and deep conviction anything you speak the word to anywhere you spread the word you're actually spreading the spirit of God you're spreading a spirit that can express itself you just decide as a co-worker and a co-partner you've just given the power to decide where to put that spirit are you with me? At a time, Ezekiel was commanded, speak into these dry bones. He's given the right to give life to dry bones because of that word. If he, if he spreads that word among the valley of dead, they will receive life. That's the power of the word. So you just want to, you want to become an approved partner of the word. It's too much of a joy to be an approved partner because it's the word allowing you to give life to anything. If you can become an approved partner of the word, it is the beginning and the end of your life. You don't need to think about nothing else. You don't need to worry about nothing else. To become an approved partner, a certified partner of the word, a certified partner of the word is someone whom the word allows to give life to whatever he chooses to. That's an approved partner. What do you want to read? Huh? Go on. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Yeah. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. 
Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So Ezekiel was made an approved partner and was allowed to speak the word to dry bones. And we don't need to go into it, but you know that they received life. Go back to the Philippians, uh, back to that Philippians. Actually, no, it's not the Philippians. Where we were reading before Philippians. I, I need you to understand something. That your focus is to grow to a place of trust. So that you can use the word how it's supposed to be used. That's the spreading of the gospel. So as leaders, the spreading of the gospel is not just standing outside the train station shouting, give your life to Christ. That's more like a nuisance. But the spreading of the gospel is your understanding of the word and how you use that understanding in your day-to-day. Because you understand that it's the word that gives life to everything. You know two people can produce the same result, but one will be given more a looking than the other. Because there's something about life. It shines brighter. I said to PK and Stephen, when I showed them old pictures of themselves, they look dead. They may have been alive physically, but you then start to say to yourself, what is it about this word that there's a glow from the person after? It is the life spirit. You're receiving something that's changing the inside of you. So it's not just alive as in you're breathing and you're talking. That's not life. There's this glow and change from the inside of you that people can pick up. Go on, read, read what you was reading. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Yeah. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power. That our gospel came simply to you, not simply, sorry, not simply with words. But also with power. But also with power. With the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. And deep conviction. And deep conviction. Uh-huh. You know how we lived among you for your sake. Now, this is also important. Paul says, you know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us. So stop right there. Paul said, you know how we lived among you for your sake. I had to consider this sentence very deeply because of what I was trying to understand. Paul said this because they were living the word. They were carrying out what the word was saying. And at that time, if what the word was preaching was take nations, the people saw them take nations. If what the word was saying was stand before kings and speak, they stood before kings and spoke.
So you're hearing the word now. And part of the things you have to now go back and ask yourself is, am I living according to this word? So you're focused enough to go through your SoundClouds Thursdays, Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, whatever time it is. And you're actually asking yourself, am I living this word? Because if you're not living this word, then you're the ones we need to preach to. You've not yet been approved yet. Paul was so bold to say this because then in the next verse, you see what he says. Go on. You became uh -huh. imitators. He said, we were confident of living this word that you became imitators of us. And of the Lord. I don't think you understand. These guys didn't have a Bible. Do you, do you understand? The people that Paul spoke to had no Bible. So Paul and the rest of them took on the word to a space where it was safe to copy them. That's when Paul goes, I'm sending my, a partner to you, a co-partner, a co-worker. He's approved. You don't even need to study anything more than imitating him. Why? Because his life is an exact mirror of the word. There's no difference between him and Christ. It's the same person. He said, you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you welcomed the message. What message did they welcome? It's them. I think this might be too much for, for a, a morning. He said you welcomed the message. What message did they welcome? All you hear is Paul sent Timothy. All you hear is Paul sent Titus. The message was actually them. These guys became imitators to an entire gospel. So I'm not living to just preach a word for people to say hoo-ha, hoo-ha. I'm trying to speak myself into a place where I actually believe I am what I'm preaching. So that it can become safe for someone to copy me and, and be fine. Not have to turn a scripture ever in their life. The way the word works is it starts from the mind. It's a spirit. The more you speak it, the more you share the same mind as God. You have to keep on speaking it so that what, what the preacher is doing is he's brainwashing himself. So you choose yourself as the first subject of the experiment and you preach the word. You, you're spreading the gospel to the point where you only believe what you're saying. What you're saying may be madness to someone else. But to you, it is reality. And guess who it matters? It only matters that it is reality for you. That's all that matters. As far as it's your reality, you will soon come into a space where someone can imitate you.
know that all Jesus has done is spread the gospel? You don't get it. This guy is called a son of God. But the first thing he has to do to enter the mode of God is to preach the word. That's all. He's speaking from town to town until he becomes what he's speaking. Stop spe- sleeping, Pastor Nyeka. Go, go home. Just go and sleep. There's, there's bedroom at home. Just There's pillow and bed. It's comfortable. Yeah, don't sleep here. So I'm more, I'm, I'm more concerned about what I'm saying. I'm tired of being PO. I want to be like God. So what does P.O. do to become like God? I start speaking the word because I'm confident that the word is not just simply words. I'm confident that the word is actually the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. That every time I say it, there's this deep belief in what I'm saying. It's no use being left inside you. It's no use. The more I preach that gospel, comes to a day where I start acting that gospel. They heard that gospel for so long before Acts of the Apostles came. They they were hearing that gospel. Jesus was speaking the gospel, preaching that word. They heard, they heard, they heard until they started to preach and then they started to do power of this word is that it is the spirit of God hidden in a gospel, a message so for you to become the message for you to become an approved partner of the word you have to become intentional very intentional on the things you say the words you speak the reactions you give, you have to change completely. That may be teaching you leadership training, but I'm speaking about the power of the gospel. That although God looked down and out, he understands that if I even if I preach to the dirt, I can raise an army. I can spend 14 years in my room speaking to a so-called irrelevant soul snatchers they can look irrelevant for a time but I choose to speak word into these guys for a time I just I don't know what it ends up looking like but I just choose to do so so you become intentional with the messages you preach also because you will begin to act out everything you say as co-partners and co-workers because remember I'm not speaking to you as souls I'm speaking to you as co-partners so if I'm a co-partner I go into the word and I chose this word because I want to become like the word so now I have to set a word in motion that allows me to translate from a PO into the word that's the power of the word but unless I spread that message the power of that message I've heard remains inside me. So how do I take a financial world? I, I look for words that are accustomed and attuned to that word. 
and I'm looking for opportunities to speak that word. You have to be intentional with the word if you're a co-worker. Don't be preaching about leave sin behind. Leave this behind. Leave those childish thoughts to children. As partners, you're looking for places of prosperity and success within the word because this word does not come with mere words. It comes with power. And if you need power to get something done, you're rushing into the word. So now you understand the blessing of the word. Do you understand that even Christ had to preach the word to be Christ? So it's understood that if I die, I'll be fine. How? Do you know how? He said, it is said of me in the scriptures, in the volumes of the book. He's gone back to check the word. Then he takes a word and starts to speak that word and, and holds his whole life within the power of that word. Karin, well, what's the scripture you went to that the faith of this gospel be preached? Whatever you said the first time, I'm focusing where you read that from. But he carries the power of faith within that word to the cross. So you're nailing him, but as you're nailing him, there's a word that he's holding on to. To assure that if he dies, that word resurrects him. Simple. Do you get what I'm saying? So the word, the word itself is the mystery. That's the mystery. It's not just words. Don't let it become words to you. Honestly, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. I'm telling you, I didn't come this morning to speak to you. If you hear me, you hear me. That's good. That's nice. That helps you. It pays you. Do you remember that, what you read? I didn't put it down. It, it doesn't, it pays me. I, I, I need to change. I need a translation out of my frailties. Have you ever heard the word and after a word session, you feel so bold? You feel like you can do anything. Why is that? Because the person that heard the word was frail. You didn't believe you could do. But after the word session, you had so much confidence that you can do. That's called the power of the word. The power of this gospel. It removes your, the recollection of you that is frail. In the moment of that word, you're no longer Stephen. You're now whatever the word wants to do. Whatever you've been thinking about for days that I'm just going to do this thing. I'm just going to do this thing. But you've not come to do it. But in the space of the word, there's an energy to do. You start taking notes. You're ready to do it. Why? The word dispels that weak man. And the strong man that the word is looking for to do that work is the one now hearing. But what the problem you may then have is when you leave the atmosphere of the word, if you don't remain preaching that word to yourself, what happens? The weak man comes back. The man who cannot do God's word comes back. And then you're wondering, but what happened between Sunday's fire word and Wednesday? You were not speaking the word to yourself because its power is to rejuvenate the mind. You found it? It is written, I believed. 
Yes. Therefore, I have spoken. He said, I believed. Deep conviction entered me. So at the point when you hear the word, it's not the point where you close the book. Sometimes you hear the word and it's coming and rushing at you powerfully and at that moment you're filled with so much power and you're like, I can do this word. I can be great. I can take nation. I can do this. I can raise a billion company. But at that point, it's not when you close the book because that's what some people do. At that point is when you close the book and you go home and you say, ah, today's word was so powerful. Today's word was so mighty. I can do all things. But this is what the scripture says. Start again. Read it again. It is written. Uh-huh. I believed. It said, it is written. I believed. Therefore, I have spoken. Therefore, I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith. Uh-huh. We also believe and therefore speak. So when you believe, what do you do? Speak. Come on, guys. When you believe, what do you do? So, it's actually a point of reference for you hearing the word, for you to make sure that the spreading of the gospel is your ultimate duty. If you're going to be a world leader, a, a, a great leader, a global leader, if your result is going to be more than being a family head, family head is great, but... If you want your results to be more than being a family head and celebrated in the nation family, you need to get to a place where your work is celebrated in the nations. Then it has to be more than just believing. It has to be, I believe, therefore I spoke. The spreading of the gospel has to be ultimate within you. The spreading of it. It, it did not say the understanding of it. Because you have to speak it many times before you become it. Many times you have to recite it many times before you become it. So the, the, the speaking of the word is to your benefit, not to other people. If they believe, that's fine. If they believe, that's good. But I'm talking about co-workers and, and, and partners here. You have to spread the gospel. If not, you're left with Tofumi as Tofumi is, frail, weak. Unable to do something correct or right. That's, that's, the, that's Tofumi, the makeup of that. It can't do. It needs a power to take over the person. But that power will only come if there is a deep conviction and deep conviction only comes if the word is heard and the word will only be heard if you speak the word, can't just keep the word in my heart. I saw, I, don't worry, I heard it. I've just been meditating on this word. It's not enough. You better find a way to express that word also. Just be in your room meditating. This is not yoga. And you can meditate all you want, but the problem is when you meditate and it's in your mind, and it doesn't leave you, there's no power. The power remains within. And you're praying for power and God is looking at you like, but you're so full of power though. You're carrying 10 million sound clouds inside you. You're carrying 5,000 word rampage inside you. You've not even expressed one. You're so full of power. So full of the word. You're, you're like the Pharisees. These guys are so full of the word. So full of word. They know chapter, they know verse, they know scripture, they know everything. They know the scroll inside out. 
but they can't manifest power. Why? Because they don't preach the good news. What they preach is nonsense. It's not good news. So the greatest thing that Jesus had to be given is the power to spread the good news. He was anointed, the first thing. When you read that, sometimes you say, ah, this is not powerful though. Ah, why didn't they anoint him with fire and lightning? He was anointed to preach the good news. That sounds boring. When I was younger, that sounded boring. That's why I'm saying that. I read, oh, but he was anointed to preach the good news. I'm like, yeah, let's skip this bit. When did he walk on water? But that's the power. That's the power thereof. Go on. Yeah. Jeremiah 23, 28. Okay. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream. But let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. Let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. <laughs> I, I, I know moments where we spoke in prosperity. As a leader, I've just said, this is what's happening right now. I can feel it. And I'm just saying, I'm saying until it happens. It sounds ridiculous, yes, but it's my reality. I hope it becomes yours. Word has no power inside you. So if you go, if you go and partner with someone, that's why you've got to be careful who you partner with, if it's business or if it's relationship. They might be dead saying a madness and doing a madness. It's, it's detrimental to what you're building. If the good news is preached, it's not just words, guys. It is power. This thing is power. This is the only power. This is the power that raised him from the dead. The preaching of word. <laughs> he said then God used his, exerted his mighty strength to raise him from the dead. Is that not what it says in Ephesians? What is that mighty strength to raise him from the dead? That before he died, he's already preached the gospel to say that when he dies, he will rise again. Years of saying it. More than 1,000 years. More than 2,000 years of building up power for one work. You, you have to understand as co-partners and as co-workers, your way of operating is different from other people. You have to be word-based fully. You have to be word-based solely. You have to actually believe the word. And speak the word. You have to spread the word. You, you must. You must. It's, you must. What else? Do you want to say something? Go back to Philippians so that I can end up. I just want us to go through that again and then we're just going to pray because I think there's a lot of work to do this year but it's, it can't be done without the word. You just need so much word. You're going to need a lot of word. I've instructed some of the guys the level of word has to go up. You need to spend a lot of time in the word now. Not the spending of time in the word where you start to sleep off. Start getting sleepy. That's not word. That's not spending time in the word. The studying of the word and building confidence between within what the word says you understand the deep conviction thing it's a big deal the deep conviction is a big deal maybe you should get 
the definition of Dr. M, if you can search the definition of conviction and then we can know what deep conviction is. Go on. What is more, I consider everything a loss uh -huh. because, of this, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Yes. For whose sake I have lost all things. Yes. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. Yes. And be found in him, mm -hmm. not having a righteousness of my own <laughs> that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. Yeah. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. He said, and to be found in him. And yeah, go, read that verse 11. And so, somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. So it's so interesting that Paul then ends this by saying, and so somehow. You know, when you, when you say that, it's like, you're like, I, don't, I know that that move that happened there was so mad. I don't even know how it happened. But it comes from this knowing him. That's what Paul is saying. He said, and so somehow, I wish they can do like a movie of Paul, you know. He says, and so somehow, he, he doesn't make it a secret that he too doesn't understand the resurrection power. But he's just saying that I do know it just comes from knowing him. He said, and so somehow, attaining to the resurrection from the dead. In the previous verse, he says, and to be found in him. That you may know this word and become a part of this word so much so that there's no more Shantae anymore. That they just find you in him. Your identity in him is just one thing. You become the word. You become one with the word. You can remove the doubts and frailties of a Pastor Alex and you can become as strong as the word because you actually just now believe you're the word because you've been saying it so much with a deep conviction. Pastor, do you have that deep conviction? Can, can someone give her a mic or something? The definition of conviction. A firmly held belief or what's, opinion. What's up with the sound though? Okay, gone. Conviction. A firmly held belief or opinion. The quality of showing that one is firmly convinced of what one believes or says. I like the fact that it says or opinion. So it doesn't have to be a fact. What I believe doesn't have to be a fact to you. Because sometimes you're afraid to have a deep conviction on something because you think it's not the right opinion to have do you get that not many people believe in the resurrection of the dead so imagine the power the word gives you is to break all protocol of what is fact and what is true as far as it's the word, he will give it life. 
So someone may say to you that what you're building, the way you're building, it won't be. Because Elon Musk built his like this. Or Huda Beauty built it like this. But you're saying, I get that. But my opinion according to the word and my deep conviction is this is how it will be built. This is how it will be given life. That is what Paul is saying. That so somehow, he doesn't understand, but somehow everything that the word believes that is foreign to the world, that is not in line with how the world does things, somehow there is life. Somehow there is resurrection. Somehow we will be multi-millionaires from just coming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. That's what happened. I think, Pastor Wesley, if you decided to do land on your own, you would have saved till you were 99 or 57 years old. In fact, Pastor Wesley was saying to me, sir, if not for this word and this thing, I would have been putting aside 500 pounds a week or what did you say, a month. 500 pounds a month because the world gave its own way to buy land. It said if you save and if you save just enough then you can go to the auction and buy land. But this will mean that Pastor Wesley will be 59 years old or 70 years old before he can even raise what you bought was 80,000 pound land and you calculated yourself. He told me that it would mean that I'll be 60 or 70 something before I got the 80k. At that point, what will happen? You will look at Wesley Jr. and you just say, son, there's a mission that I've been on. I'm handing over to you. I'm on 70k. I've not quite gotten there. But I want you to take on this great work. It's the way. It's how it's been programmed for it to be. It's not wrong. It's how it's been programmed for it to be. But if he's going to spend three years in nation family and then celebrate and say, hey, I've just purchased my first plot of land. How did you purchase the plot of land? His friends will ask him, so did you save 80K? He's going to say, no, I didn't save 80K. So how can you buy it if you didn't save money? Did one uncle bless you with 100K or something? No, no uncle blessed me with anything. (laughs) But there's something about the deep conviction of just knowing that what I feel in my heart the word wants to do with me is what's going to happen. So you're not in a rush. You just keep that deep conviction and continue to spread the word. How was he spreading the word? A kingdom castle. Speaking to the young ladies and the young guys there day in, day out, spreading the word. Aligning himself to leadership It's also another way of building that power. It's also called spreading the word. How is that spreading the word? Because Jesus also said to John, do this to fulfill all righteousness. He followed leadership for him to be confirmed as the son of God. So there is this deep conviction we get from the word and the preaching of it. That is the power. Within that deep conviction is the Spirit of God. It lets you express everything that word wants to do despite that 
in regards to popular opinion, things should not be done that way. I want to round up here because I just wanted to use this first leadership class to kind of set the foundation of how we have to see ourselves going forward. You're not children. You're not kids. You're co-workers. You're partners to the word, to PT. The word's instrument in this world, my father PT, the world's, the, the word's instrument in this world. And as a partner of the word, what you have to make sure you're doing is that at every point in time when you're hearing the word, you're not just storing that thing inside you. You have to come to a place where you deeply believe what you're hearing. And ignore the feeling of hearing the word at first point because it comes with power, the rush. So you will feel it. Unless you're Hannah that doesn't react to anything. You will feel it. Don't trust that feeling at all. Because trust me, when you go home after two days, you've forgotten how it felt. And you're back to doubting yourself. So you're guarding every word that you're hearing. You guard it closely. And you make sure you start to spread that word. That's why you all have platforms. Whether if it's your businesses or your workplace or your groups, you, you've got places where you can spread that gospel. Because that's what builds up the conviction inside you that you believe what you heard. I hope this is simple enough for you this morning. There's nothing else that's too crazy for you to do. Understand that the taking of the nation from Paul, the taking of the nations was done by spreading the word. They preached this gospel to the place where it said, then you guys saw how we lived among you. You saw our life and you were attracted to our lifestyle. So you began to imitate us. These guys took a world just by deep conviction on how to live. And people caught on to the trend of that. The way we live will become attractive at a stage in time in this world. It will be. And people will be rushing to be a part of what this thing is. But I'm not sure if there will be much space to grab people in at that point in time. Think about this work going forward 10, 20 years. 20 years of, of this type of result, Pastor Wesley. Just imagine what you would look like. This is just three years of focus within the word and deep conviction. This is three years of you being deeply convinced and following. So if you then set aside 15 years of deep conviction and following, 15 years of putting in pressure in the word and winning souls and seed, what would you look like? You. That's why Paul says somehow. Don't, Stephen, don't focus on what Stephen should look like in the end. Focus on the deep conviction of who Stephen is within the word. 
somehow the resurrection power will happen and when it happens you won't believe that it just happened from the word it's just this word thing this word thing that don't look that great and that mighty it just looks like words being sprayed in the air but Paul warned us to say do not regard it as mere words as I'm speaking it is the Holy Spirit and power and Paul said it's not just the Holy Spirit and power it is deep conviction it goes into your mind first to work on your mind to let you know you're not a child you're a man of God you're a servant of God you're not a kid you can do above and beyond whatever's been put in front of you why because this word requires you to do above and beyond what is in front of you do you know that cultures can kill you culture can kill you and tell you that you can't lead a house until you're 25 you know one day we're gonna see the first 18 year old house leader because he chose to believe that he can be a leader of a house there's no age to lead in a trap house it's all down to where you've allowed the word to progress in your mind and where you've allowed yourself to progress in your mind yourself is failure Pac was saying it that unless you're dead and then the word is alive inside you when life is speaking make sure you shut off the other guy so that you can live beyond your expectation I need to live beyond my expectation but how do I do that I have to make sure I'm shut off and the word is allowed to express himself if the word can express himself inside me I will do the things that I did not expect myself to do what is an adult adult is a is a is a worldly world word what is adult we're just talking about maturity maturity comes to the one who allows the word to mature him or her very simple what is adulthood it means nothing someone can lead, like i said someone can lead house at 18 someone can lead house at 21 someone can be a multi-billionaire at 25 but if you're still waiting for your leader to correct you on things that the word already will tell you to do but you are still alive and the word is not yet alive in you there's a there's a conflict of word and you still in your mind sometimes when you're hearing the word you can even hear the conflict of word between you and the word you can hear the struggle as you're hearing the word some people are like that and that's why you have to start speaking the word so that you you're speaking and you're spreading something and then you become like those perpetual liars excuse me to use that as an example but you stop knowing where reality is and where the word begins i don't know want to know about reality why do why do i want to live a realistic life i want to live a realistic life for realistic people i'm not a realistic person I, how can i how can a word man be a realistic person you believe the world was made in seven days so how did you take that understanding and then merge it with some scientific understanding of if I don't do this and do that, then I become this. There's a conflict of interest within inside you. So you have to know where to divorce one person and let the other guy live. Word people are not realistic. Do the maths. If I made a million last year and I sold a million this year, what does that mean? There's no million then. But if I'm a realistic person, what do I say? Okay, I'm going to take 1 million and then I'm going to save it up till I get to 10 million. There are people that die at 1 million. 
Have you ever smelled stale money? I, I can smell stale money, as in money that's just sitting around. Money should be fresh all the time. You should not pack money away. It should always be coming in. It should be fresh. It should be like water. You should not have mosquitoes sitting at the top of it. This is the one I saved in 1970. I've come to sow it now. It's terrible. <laughs> so I, I don't, I choose not to be that kind of person. I choose so. I, I want to remain in an understanding and live by that understanding. That's just the understanding of somehow. My way of life is called somehow. It is Paul's way of life too. It's called somehow. We just say that somehow we will attain. We believe in the power of the resurrection, but we're just saying somehow. How does a medical doctor become the, the lead partner in the World Health Organization? By this. I don't know how it's going to get there. That's the somehow. And if someone wants to come against this understanding, I say, hey, listen, don't fight me, please. This is just my way of life. It's just my way of thinking. I just am somehow, believe me, some way, somehow, like left and right, I'm going to get there. I don't know all this. Like Jesus is going to sit down and say, okay, Father, you want me to resurrect from the dead. So what is the process of this resurrection? So how will this happen? After they beat me, what is next? They say, yeah, you now bleed, you cry. Um, don't forget to cry. Oh, that cry you did in Gethsemane was serious, powerful cry. So make sure you cry very loud. And after they cried, remember that they're going to slap you. So, mm, that's, are you sure? He said, yeah, they will slap you, then they'll spit at you. Mm. After spitting, then we're going to do this and this. So what's going to happen in the grave though? Can you tell me about the grave moment so I don't get it wrong? Have you seen people like that? Like, oh, um, so now they've put, they've sown their 1K, they're looking at the ground like this, like, I'm just waiting for 3K to come up, 3K, 3K, 3K. Ah, one month later, so I've not made 3K, but I sold 1K. Ah, this thing's not working, you know. <laughs> not ready for this. Cause it's, it's like somehow, somehow, you, you're not really paying attention to the details of it because it's, it's a spirit. It has its own expression. The moment you start to try to preempt how it moves is you putting your own mind into the spirit of God to say, you're supposed to behave like me. No, there ought to be a differentiation. I want to round up here. Co-partners, co-workers. Our duty, very simple, just to remain in this word. In this season, that's what we're going to do as Paul's family, nation family, anybody tuning in. You know, we're, it's still a word season and so much power within this word. I just need you to fully believe in this word. Have so much belief in the word. I can't get over that word, deep conviction. You can't be swayed or moved, even though what you, you believe in sounds like rubbish. For, you want to bring a Christian to debate about the creation of God. Listen, I've seen Christians do that debate. We're just going to debate now with the scientists to prove to them the creation. I'm thinking, guy, you're, this is long right now. How are you going to break this thing down? You must have done some mad reading, you know. I don't have time for that. See, what I believe is 
I sow and I receive power to do. You don't believe that. It sounds mad to you. Please stay in your side. Let me stay in my side. And let's check our lives after 10 years. Let's see who's ahead of who. Let's see who's ahead of who. Check your life. The ones that you brought into the nation to follow with you, where are they now? Give them a call and say, I just wanted to know how you're keeping. You see all kinds of madness. You see mad people. You've just flourished till then. How, Wesley, how? How have you flourished till then? You have nothing in your savings though, but you flourished till then. You live in better houses till now. I believe in this word. That's, it's just a deep conviction moment. I'm, I'm so happy to be a, a co-worker of the word. I'm so happy to be a co-worker of the word. To be a partner to this word. And I'm more excited now to, to know what more this word wants me to do. So that I can completely erase the only guy. Let's completely erase him and just have word working at all times. That's going to be so fun. So much result from that kind of person. Yeah? Are you with me, Paul's family? So we're just going to spend a few moments in worship and then we're going to end in prayer. I think I'll let Pastor Alex close up. But it's just that firm belief that there's a deep conviction in the power that lies within the word that is given to the partners it's not given to anybody it's, it's this deep conviction that is given to the partners the co-workers of this gospel of this word there's power in this word there is power you got to understand there is power in this word and somehow it takes nations somehow it removes leaders from their high horses and places you in places of power. Somehow, you don't need to figure it out. It just somehow, it places you at the front of whatever you're doing. Somehow. Paul said somehow, and I choose to believe somehow. I don't even want to know process. What is process? I, I agree with the somehow. But first, there has to be a deep conviction that I can be the greatest architect in the world. I can be the greatest engineer in the world. I can be the greatest leader in the world. Because there's this word that its power works with a somehow power. This somehow power that takes a boy from being a shepherd boy to being a king. It's, it's a somehow power that works within the power of believing, the deep conviction of the word. That if I believe in this word, it has its way. It has its way of putting me in charge. It has its way. It has its way of dispelling leaders from wherever they are and putting me ahead. It has its way of making me financially prosperous, financially rich. It has its own way. It's the somehow way movement of this word. And that's what I believe in. It's a deep conviction word. Do you understand me? I thought you'd be praying by now, Paul's family. I thought you'd be praying by now, nation family. This is our morning leadership class and we just believe, we believe in the power of God given to us by the spreading of the word, by the spreading of this gospel. That's what we believe. We believe in this power. That's right. 
just keep on praying for five more minutes because you don't need to know the working of the word I understand that there's a place in scripture where it says that he taught Moses his way but I'm just saying to God I don't need to know your way if it's too long for you to speak I'm fine but I choose to believe and that's what makes me greater than a Moses I don't need to know the way of this word but I choose to believe in this word I choose to have a great conviction on this word a deep conviction